I wanted to share a story with you about a mom named Brenda and her son Brody. Initially, they would have been thought of as a typical new mother and son. But after a journey that includes a cerebral palsy diagnosis and stem cell treatment, their story now is simply remarkable. Brody was born in July 2015. They settled into family life very quickly. Uh, oh, Brody was just such a great boy. He um, he literally would just sleep uh, for six hours, eat and sleep again, and I was very blessed. <laughs> the house finally felt like a home, having a little baby, and um, just lots of cuddles. Doctors always tell you that every baby develops at their own pace. But despite that warning, many young parents obsess over milestones, like when their baby first rolls over or when they start to sit up or crawl. He was meeting all his milestones and um, he was always on par with his little, you know, peers. But then one day, Brenda did happen to notice something different, something not quite right. I noticed that he was very dominant on the right side of his um, body. So the left side would, would still come around during his commando crawl, but it was more of just coming around rather than actually putting that pressure down on his left side to, to push himself forward. I did mention it to the child health nurse at the time and she didn't seem concerned at that stage because he was still moving his left side. Over the next year, Brody became more active. But still, his left side didn't seem to be keeping up with his right. Not in strength and not in motor control. And it wasn't till about 17 months of age when I had said, no, that's enough. And I spoke to the paediatrician and he pretty much said, "That's you look. it looks like he's had a stroke. Let's send you through to a neurologist. The results from the neurologist office came a few weeks later, just a couple of days before Christmas. They diagnosed him as having a, had a perinatal stroke, so stroke in utero while I was still pregnant with him. And because he ended up with uh, left-sided hemiplegia, he, he's diagnosed with mild hemiplegia cerebral palsy. I was quite shocked because to me, the term cerebral palsy meant someone that looked very different to my child, someone who needed walking aids, um, wheelchairs, needed a lot of assistance, whereas my son, to me, in my eyes, didn't fit those categories. Brenda jumped into action. She set Brody up for physiotherapy to help him learn how to use his muscles, occupational therapy to help him learn how to do daily tasks, and speech therapy so he could communicate better. It's a very long process, um, and we're still working hard. Then, in September of the next year, Brenda and her husband discovered they were pregnant again. It was a very big surprise. <laughs> we went through a lot of emotions with my husband. We were very scared. What if it happened again? Her second pregnancy was tougher. Brenda had morning sickness right from day one. When I was about seven weeks pregnant, um, my husband had just had enough of seeing me with my head in the toilet all the time vomiting. I had lost uh, seven kilos in three weeks, so he was um, very concerned because I couldn't even keep water down. Brenda's husband insisted they go to the hospital, but she didn't want to go. 
She tried to argue with him, but she was just too weak to put up much of a fight. So he took me to the after-hours um, GP here, just at, a, at our local hospital. Sitting in the waiting room, she saw a pamphlet. For no other reason than curiosity, she picked it up and started reading. It talked about the stem cells found in umbilical cord blood, how they could be collected at birth and stored for future use. Next to it was another pamphlet talking about the sibling stem cell cerebral palsy trial. It's a trial in which the stem cells from a child's umbilical cord are collected and used for a brother or sister with CP. When I looked at it, I was just, okay. Everything that we had been going through was literally, if you have a, a child with cerebral palsy and you are expecting at the time if they were a match with the child with cerebral palsy, then they would do an infusion of the unborn child at the time, I guess, stem cells, which was quite surreal. <laughs> to Brenda, it sounded like science fiction, but it was real medical research directed at exactly the situation her family was in. I'm pretty sure I just burst into tears. <laughs> I just couldn't believe this amazing opportunity was in front of our face. As excited as Brenda was, there were still some hurdles to clear. The biggest one had to do with matching. To use the stem cells from her second child to treat Brody, they would have to be a match. I didn't really understand it at the time because I just thought, well, the two parents, same blood. I just assumed they would be a match. For Brenda and her family, they could only wait and hope. They collected my daughter's stem cells when she was born. Yes, she said a daughter. They had a beautiful, healthy baby girl that they named Zoe. Two weeks later, we found out that they were a match. <laughs> it was, it was great. It was, it just, the best feeling I think I could ever could feel. <laughs> Not long after that, the stem cells collected at Zoe's birth were given to Brody through a simple transfusion. I thought it was a, would be a lot more complicated, but it was just a simple IV infusion, just as if you would need you know, to get fluids into you when you're dehydrated. They um, inserted the IV and the stem cell infusion itself only went for half an hour. Using stem cells from umbilical cord blood to treat children with cerebral palsy is at the clinical trial stage, so it's well beyond research, but not yet standard practice. That's why when a child like Brody receives a transfusion, it's hard to predict any potential improvements he'll show and how quickly. It was just a matter of, I guess, yeah, wait and see. They didn't have to wait long. My husband and I just, we, we kept seeing something different, but we couldn't really figure out what was happening because we weren't, I guess, paying attention enough to see that that left hand movement was so smooth and when we finally just looked and we just thought, oh my God, he's actually using his, his left side. And it was a, a very wow moment, just the way he was using it. And just two weeks, really, two weeks after the infusion. His cognitive function has improved as well. That's evident in his fine motor skills and his speech. We used to do a lot of therapy with chocolate because that's his favorite, but Something that he couldn't do was something like use his left hand to pick up something so small as a, as a chocolate. Now he just pretty much does it on his own and he'll just 
turn around and look at me and say, hey mum, look, I'm using my left hand. Or, hey mum, look how strong my muscles are. To Brenda, the results have been remarkable. Similar outcomes are being seen in other children. We rung the team from Melbourne and um, I did ask them, like, he's, he's using his left hand. Is, is, is this what we're supposed to be seeing? And they said that they had seen a few other uh, participants with very similar improvements at the time within that time frame as well. It's now been a year since Brody received stem cell therapy, and he's on his way to starting a new chapter in his young life. He's four and a half, and he actually starts school this coming Tuesday, so that's another milestone in itself. When we had started looking at schools for him, I was still quite concerned, obviously. You don't want to, you know, send your baby to school when you feel that they're not ready, let alone, you know, physically ready and... You know, he, he still needed a lot of help back then with, with the play equipment and, um, you know, he had balance issues. But I can confidently say now that when he starts school on Tuesday, he, he will do everything on his own. And I feel so blessed knowing that within a few days, my boy will pretty much be on par with his peers. It, that's a big achievement there, a big milestone. It's tempting to call it a miracle, but it's really just the reality and progression of medical science. The most miraculous part is the way Brenda found out about the potential uses of umbilical cord stem cells. That's why she's now so eager to share her story with other pregnant moms. It's amazing, the science that's out there, and um, just so blessed that we were there at the right time when it happened. This has been What Are the Chances, a podcast by Inception, Canada's leader in cord blood and cord tissue storage. You probably have a dozen questions about timing and cost. Answers to those questions and more are available on Inception's website, inscepton.com. Additional cord blood storage information is also available at parentsguidetocordblood.org.